0: In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. If we look at our bulletins this morning, we have what seem to be on the surface two contradictory messages. Because in today's epistle, St. Peter writes, therefore submit yourselves to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake. Whether to the king as supreme or to governors, as to those who are sent by him pin- for pun- the punishment of evildoers and for the praise of those who do good. Submit yourselves to the government. But then, if you turn, and on the inside back cover, we have the story of St. George, the great martyr, who was a high ranking official in the government. And when ordered by the government to sacrifice to the gods, he refused, and was martyred because of it. There seems to be a contradiction here, doesn't there? Submit yourselves to the government, but yet we honor a man who disobeyed the government and was killed for it. This is, least, whenever, this is not the only passage where we hear Submit yourselves to the government. This is a, a hard passage for me. <laughs> it's a difficult passage for me. One, because I'm stubborn and I have a rebellious streak and I don't like hearing that. But there it is. Submit yourselves to the government. So what are we to do with this? How, are the, how is this not a contradiction? Because, I mean, if we look at the history of the church, the history of the church is a struggle against the governments of the world. Especially in the West, we have the governments trying to, you know, for example, in Rome, we have one government trying to install a pope, we have another government trying to install an anti-pope, they get in a conflict. Anywhere there's government, there seems to be oppression and Many times that oppression is directed toward the church. Yet St. Peter here says, Submit yourselves to the government. I would make a couple observations about this. One, where there is government, government is, is made up of what? People. People are good and bad, sometimes both, sometimes at the same time, because we're people, we all know that. So wherever government is, people are involved, and therefore there will be injustice, there will be oppression, there will be mistakes made. Why? Because people are involved. So, if we make the mistake of thinking what is legal must be what is righteous, if we mistake legality for morality, then we have a real problem, don't we? Because people decide what's legal. Just because something is legal doesn't make it righteous. On the other hand, just because something is illegal doesn't mean it's necessarily sinful, does it? Why? Because man determines laws, and laws aren't necessarily the laws of man, aren't necessarily the laws of God, are they? Like the law of Diocletian, who said, bring me all the Christians. They must suffer. Well, that's a law of man. That was legal. Many people are surprised to learn the Holocaust was, by German law, entirely legal. Does that make it righteous? Does our hope, should our hope ever be in government? No. Of course not. Should we ever hope for salvation from Washington? No. Of course not. Government by man over man has been the same throughout history. Whether it's the publican showing up at your house with a bunch of goons saying, we're here for your taxes. Or it's the county assessment district sending over the sheriff to evict you from your house because you didn't pay the property tax. It's one and the same, isn't it? Government by man, of man, will always have problems. What makes it interesting to me is that St. Peter writes this And it was his fear of government that caused him to deny the Lord three times. Where was Peter when he denied Christ? He was standing in the courtyard of the palace where they were making judgment on Christ. He was literally standing outside the courthouse. And they said, you're one of them. So what was his fear that he too would be arrested by the government and put on trial like Jesus. But yet he writes this and says, submit yourselves to the government. What has changed in between those two times? I think what's changed between those two times is that Peter has finally figured out what's important. Just like St. George knew what was important. Because by the time he writes this, he understands what is important in life and what's not. Peter, by this point, is a man who has given up everything, gave up his fishing boat to follow Christ. We know that at the end, you know, a few years from now, he will be crucified upside down. Why? Because he didn't think himself worthy of the same manner of death as Christ. So he has to be turned upside down. Peter by this point has figured out that even though he was afraid of what the government would do to him when he stood outside while Jesus was judged, by this point he realizes that doesn't matter. Our hope should not be in government, but neither should our fear. Why? It's perfectly natural to fear the government, isn't it? Especially in this day and age. But if we have faith, we know that our true source of liberty is not the Constitution, it's Christ. Our true source of hope is not in Washington or in Austin or in City Hall or whoever the next slate of politicians we might elect. Our only true hope is in Christ. St. George understood this. When the order came down, he prepared himself for it. He submitted to the government order and turned himself in, knowing what? It didn't matter. Because all his belongings and all everything he had, and even his own life, was not important compared to what? Compared to honoring the king. Not just his king on earth, but honoring the king. Christ the king, who is our only true king. Our salvation is not from Washington. Our salvation is not in the things we own. Our salvation is not even in our security that we look at when we go home and we check our bank accounts to see if we're going to bounce a check. By this point, I think St. Peter has, has determined none of that matters. Because all that really matters is not obeying the laws of the land, obeying the laws of God. Do good. Honor the brotherhood. Love one another. That's his message. You know, there are those who say, oh, if we just elect the right people, then the poor will be fed, and, or the poor will be given money, and the, the hungry will be fed, and prisons will become rehab centers, kind of like the Star Trek vision, you know. We all kind of think government's going to do that for us. Christ didn't tell us, give your money to Caesar so Caesar can feed, you know, feed the hungry. What did he say? He said, feed the hungry. He said, you do it. Feed the hungry. Give to the poor. Visit those in prison. He didn't tell us to have somebody else do it. He told us to do it. On the other hand, there are those who think, oh, well, if we elect the right people, then America will become this great moral nation, and, and it would be great again, and, and you know, we'll make America a Christian nation. There's no such thing. A nation can't be Christian. Why? Nations are creations of man. I can no more make America a Christian nation than I can make my truck a Christian truck, no matter how many (laughs) icons I slap on. it. So what is our duty? If our duty is not to make America a Christian nation, what is our duty? Well, Father's been trying to tell us for the last few months, the Great Commission, Our duty is not to make America a Christian nation. Our duty is to make America a nation of Christians. And there's a big difference. So when Peter says, submit to the government, what's he saying? It doesn't matter. That's not our concern. Our concern is obeying the commands of our Lord, our Savior, our salvation, and our hope, Jesus Christ. And what are those commands? Go therefore ye into all the world, making disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. That's our job. And once we do that, none of the rest of this matters. With, no matter how much they tax us, No matter if they throw us in prison. No matter if they behead us. No matter if they crucify us upside down. Because we will have true liberty. We'll have the only true liberty there is because that liberty is not from Washington. And it's not from Austin. And it's not from City Hall. It's from Christ. Who is our only hope. Our salvation. Our King. And our God.